welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, beauty. I have some exciting news that you may not have noticed last week, which is that I got a professional travel microphone for doing podcasts while pandemic in Phoenix. So I had been recording just on my iPhone on the voice memo app for anyone out there who is looking to start your own podcast. Know that those episodes that you heard while I was in Phoenix were done just right on the iPhone. But now that I was going to be here, or rather just out of my home sweet New York for a while longer, we got a travel mic that I can take with me wherever I am going in the world. So if last week's wand episode sounded just a little bit more, you know, caramel voiced than usual, hopefully it's this fabulous new mic. Also, speaking of fabulous... Thank you guys. We crossed over 900 reviews on the podcast, which is just a number that I felt like week by week. I was like, we're so close. We're so close. And I told you last week, I pointed out all you got to do actually is swipe up and just hit the five stars. You don't even have to write anything and it counts. And I think that helped a lot of you. Some of you have been so sweet. You have actually DM'd me to say your app, you can't figure out how to get it to connect and the review isn't showing up. So I think for some of you, you may have realized, okay, I couldn't get the actual message thing to go through, but I can at least hit five stars. So thank you so much means the world. And today's episode is also thanks to y'all as it is yet another one that is inspired by the conversations we are having over on Instagram stories. The amount of folks that listen to the podcast, uh, a, a podcast episode is about half the amount that tune in on an IG stories every day. So I just really want to emphasize if you are not over there hanging out with us, that is where the reciprocal conversation happens in polls and uh, cues that I throw out that I ask you to respond to in DMing me back. I really so value that and so many of these episodes are inspired by the conversations that we have over there. So really want to invite you to come over and hang out with the crew over there. So the caveat in today's conversation is I want to acknowledge that we are all having such different experiences of coronavirus, quarantine, shelter at home, all the things. I remember a few weeks ago I asked, do you have more time or less time in this season? And the answer was about 50-50. We've got some folks who are not commuting or you have lost work, you have more time, that would be where Jeremy and I are at, or you have less time. You have kids that are home from school or your work is busier than ever. They laid people off and you have more to do or you're an essential worker and you're being asked to work overtime. So that was just such a perfect snapshot to me. We're split down the middle. It's not just a few people that have more time or less time. We're Half of us are having one experience and half of us are having another. I asked two other questions a few weeks ago, and the answer was, again, 50-50. I asked, are you feeling more or less satisfied with the clothes that you own, with what's already in your closet? Half were more, half were less. I said, are you more or less confident in your body and your beauty these days? Again, 50-50. So today is not about one answer or one piece of advice or one theme of here's the, the experience that we're all having and the lessons that we all need. For me, it is really about lessons in the long term. Back in episode 33 on uncovering your desires, I walk you through really looking at all these different things in your life to try to figure out what is it that I really want in the big picture? What do I really care about? What really matters to me? And I 
am trying to really pay attention to the fact that what we are feeling right now in any area of our life, it tells us something not about quarantine, but about us. So when it comes to our beauty and our style in this example, what makes us feel a certain way, good or bad, what makes us feel depressed or confident, and why? Why is it that we feel that way? And then what can we do about that in the long term? Because it isn't just true during coronavirus. It's true always. We may have just become more aware of it or uncovered it during this time, because we perhaps have been avoiding it or we have been thinking that we aren't empowered and we can't change it or we just haven't slowed down to notice. It's just been a habit. It's been a pattern. It's been something that we've just been humming along in. So in some ways, I feel like there are elements of this in which life gave us a trial run at something to say, let's see how it feels if you don't commute to work. Let's see how it feels if you're not around your colleagues all the time. Let's see how it feels if you aren't traveling that often. Let's see how it feels if you are getting dressed up and putting on clothes every day and no one is seeing you. Whatever it is, I am pondering this a lot for myself. How do I feel about where I live, how I spend my time, what I do and don't miss in sheltering at home and why? Why do I miss that or why do I not miss that? What would I do if the virus just disappeared tomorrow? What would I do? What would I do differently tomorrow? And why? Why would it bring me joy? What exactly about it? Not just, well, I would go out to eat. Okay, but what is it about the going out to eat? And today we're going to explore that when it comes to our beauty and our style and how we feel about that. So When I asked the question, are you more or less satisfied with what you own? I then said, what's the feeling that you think is behind that? Whichever way you answered, what's coming up for you there? And three words came up again and again and again, which were comfort, freedom, and boredom. I think I am happier because of comfort. I am happier because of freedom. I am less happy because of boredom. And I relate to all three of those. So I want you to listen As I share, both thinking about the present, how you're feeling right now in your own quarantine experience, but also about the future and the bigger picture. What does this really mean for how you feel or want to feel and what affects that and brings you joy or doesn't? And I want to give a little caveat. I mentioned my style class, Style and Styleability, a lot which was not the plan of this episode. I didn't do this episode thinking, you know what I, what would be great right now is to get a lot of people going through my style class because of this episode. But I kept mentioning it again and again, and I just realized it's because it's why I teach what I teach. The fundamentals are there for a reason. And the, the, type of content that I teach is there because it's so important and vital. And thus, it is so important and vital in this time and in these emotions that we are experiencing. So I've opened up the class. I've linked that below in the description. I'm going to share a replay of a webinar that I did from when I was back in Brooklyn the last time that I offered this live. So you can watch that free class to get two of my core principles, even if you do nothing else, but you get those core principles out of the free class. And this really is a beautiful time to do something for yourself in this season. Again, 50% of you have way less time. But some of you, even who have less time and you're so busy with the kids, you're still looking for something that feels like you at the end of the day. Or if you can get your husband to watch the kids for a couple of hours on Saturday and just have something for yourself and you can't go anywhere, so you may as well go into your closet 
get creative, do the journal pages that I give you, and take advantage of making some progress in your life where you don't have to leave the house. And also, it encourages you to buy less and save money, which is so imperative for so many of us in this time. And I have that has always been the heart of this class, is that I challenge you to not shop while you're in it. And I am incredibly confident that it saves people money when we learn how to shop our closet and make more outfits out of there. So anyways, that is my spiel for Style and Styleability. I will link it below. Take advantage of that free class. But I just wanted to acknowledge that I keep mentioning it in today's episode. And also, I'm going to test out sharing more links of items with you, I I keep being asked, do you have a link for those slippers? Do you have a link for that sweatsuit or whatever the things are? I'm so frequently asked, can you tell me where that is? And I just tell you what the brand is, but you don't know where to go and find it. And I've never really done that because to be honest, it's just a time intensive, labor intensive thing, but I'm going to give it a whirl for a season. So I'm starting that over today over on my stories. So if you've been curious about where some of the things that I've been wearing are from and you want to go take a look or in some of the tips that I give today, I'm going to reference some outfits. And if you can't really picture it, even if you just go, you aren't interested in shopping, but you want to go check those out and see what does she mean by that? What does she mean by washable silk? I don't even know what we're talking about. So you can go get that visual. I'll put them in my stories for today, Wednesday, and then I will pin them in my stories for a little season after that. So when I had asked you, if you are, for those of you that said you in this season are feeling more satisfied with what you own and with your closet, it came down for to you for, it came down to four main themes that ran throughout when I asked you, tell me what that is. What's the emotion that's coming up behind that? And your four things were comfort, freedom, peace, and simplicity. So you are feeling more satisfied because you're just getting to wear comfy clothes. A to the men. Hallelujah to that, I say. And then my question is, what are you wearing normally that is not comfortable? Because if you're feeling more satisfied because you're getting to wear comfy clothes, then by contrast, that much mean you're, must mean your normal clothes are not that comfortable, right? So why are we not wearing comfortable clothes? One example that a couple people mentioned in their DMs was shoes. I, I love, you You love that you are getting to wear cute outfits on Zoom and you're not having to wear the shoes that go with them. I, I love that. So uh, why are you wearing uncomfortable shoes? For example, maybe you're like, well, I, I wear a lot of heels and, and they're they're really not that comfortable. I'm with you, sister. They're really not that comfortable to wear that often, that long, that many different kinds of them. I have a couple that are more comfortable. I'm with you. So do you have to wear shoe, to wear heels? Like, why do you wear heels? You're like, well, I like, I think my legs look more flattering. I feel sexier in them. I feel whatever it is. All of those things are fine. You can do all of those things. But I just want to remind you that it is a choice. It is a choice and a trade-off that you're making. Well, my legs look slimmer in them. Okay. Again, you're the CEO of your life. You're the boss of you. So you can totally wear them. But you know that that's a choice, right? You know you could try not wearing them. I almost never wear heels now. And something that is so funny that I don't think about much anymore. But I used to have a complex that I had big calves. One time I was in the Coffee Bean in Malibu when I was 
freshly out of college. And some guy came up to me and asked if I was a bodybuilder or something. And he was like, you just have amazing calves. Like, are you, like your calves are just huge. He meant it as, as a compliment. Well, I did have large calves when I was younger because I started uh, point as a ballerina at a very young age. And I was also just very tiny. I was the littlest one in the class. So you're really using that calf muscle in point. So I did have much more distinctive calves. Well, now I haven't point da- danced in a gabillion years. So that muscle has... has melted. I don't know. Like the, the muscle has relaxed. So now they're just not as noteworthy. But I know for a season, I, in my life, I thought I had the hugest calves and they looked so much better when I was wearing heels. Now, whenever I would point this out to people, people would always look at me like, huh? You have, you have chunky calves? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like I never said this to another woman who was like, eh, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. So there's a lot of times when we have a story in our head that is why we have told ourselves the story is my calves are big, too big for my body, and the story is that they look better in heels. So with that story, I then take the action of wearing heels very often. Now, granted, my calves are not as large because I'm not doing all the point dancing, but I almost never wear heels. I've realized this in the last few years that I just almost never do because they're just not that comfortable and I just don't want to be out and about in them and it just isn't, it doesn't make enough of a difference for me to go throughout the whole night wearing them or it's just rare when I do. So even if you're like, well, but I work in this corporate law office and it's just that's what all the women do, totally fine. It's just taking ownership of, okay, that job too is a choice. There's also more relaxed law firms. There's law firms, whatever. And also, is it actually a dress code or is it just what everyone's doing? But if you actually just figured out what kind of workwear works well with flats, works well with wedges, whatever, can I just do something else? Would anybody actually be noticing? So, and if you are saying that you, like it doesn't mean that you can't also appreciate the comfort. You can totally say, listen, Hillary, I love my high-powered lawyer job. The heels kill me, but I feel like a freaking badass when I wear them. So I'm fine with that pain. And gosh, I'm loving the comfort of Corona. I'm not saying you can't complain about it and own it at the same time. I'm merely pointing out that it's a choice. And I'm asking the question, what if you went back into the office still wearing clothes that are more comfortable than you used to? I'm just curious for those of you that are loving the comfort, can, do we have to lose that when we go back to whatever quote unquote normal life is? Second one was freedom. This word came up again and again. Some of the things you shared are not to look a certain way for other people or meet expectations. I don't have to think about if it's flattering, trendy, too tight. The bar is comfortable and not naked. I don't have to think about anyone's opinion. I can wear anything in my closet without worrying if it's appropriate. No one has seen me re-wear clothes. Not going out as much means less comparison envy. So I say amen to feeling more freedom in this season. And I am with you. I am enjoying the comfort. I am enjoying the freedom. And my question is, why are we dressing for other people and their expectations and their opinions? I mean, yes, there are social norms, but most of us are not that. You know, like you're wearing pants. I'm not saying like just show up to the, you know, to work without acknowledging the dress code. (laughs) Like, okay, we got the social norm. We got the dress code down. But beyond that, the, the judgment, the seeking approval, 
I am just aware that I used to have this much more often than I do now. And the difference to me is why uh, is what I got out of becoming a stylist, which is education and empathy. The more that I helped women, the more I learned to decode what worked and what didn't. I got more educated. I got wiser about understanding what worked and what didn't and why. And every story that I heard grew my empathy. I started to realize that we suffer from the 150% mirror and so many old stories and a lot of the things that I ended up going on to teach in my style course. And the reason I created a style course was because I got so dang tired of repeating myself in these style sessions because I realized everyone needs to learn the same things. You don't need a high-priced personal stylist. Sure, it's great if you can afford it. But this is foundational stuff that everyone can learn and it's blowing everyone's minds whether they're 23 or 63. And I realized how changed I was from hearing everyone's stories. And I was like, my self-image and confidence is growing through listening to other women's shared vulnerability and realizing, oh my gosh, we are all this harsh on ourselves. We all have these insecurities. I'm looking at this woman thinking that she's lovely. I'm not noticing that thing that she is totally fixated on. Oh my gosh, that's me with my stomach. If I could get these women together, other women could be having this breakthrough instead of my just sitting in a one-on-one session telling them about all the other breakthrough. So Little things like, do you care when other people rewear clothes? I mean, yes. If Sarah comes into the office four days in a row and she hasn't changed, like we're a little bit concerned. But in general, you you like that red blouse that Sarah has. Do you notice it when she wears it again next week? Are you counting how many times this month she wore it? The truth is no one thinks about you as much as you think that they do. So it's noticing the opposite of this freedom. Like what if you went back to the office still feeling more freedom and confidence in wearing what you want to wear and realizing, oh my gosh, I was so used to the judgment and the approval and the fear that I didn't even notice it until I sheltered at home. And then I realized, gosh, this is nice. Gosh, this is freeing. I don't have that every single day, but I don't want us to have to go back to that. There is another way, and I know it from walking through it myself, and that's why I created Style and Stylability. The third one is peace. You said things like, with all that's going on and so many hurting, I'm feeling more grateful for what I do already have. I crave less stuff because it fundamentally doesn't fix the problem. Clothes seem less important. I say amen to this, even as a stylist, because I believe that clothes are important. I think they wildly impact how we feel, our confidence, how we walk into rooms, if we feel empowered or depressed when we're at home. But the life transformations in my class would not happen if it was only clothes. If I was only helping people buy more new clothes, their lives would not be transforming. It's because we talk about mindset and you personally and so often we look for clothes themselves to be the answer and more of it is inside of ourselves than we know, which is why I'm not a style blogger just pushing more product and that we buy more things, even though, as I said, I will start to link to those things because you keep asking for them. 
and I'd try that out, but I have a style class instead that includes journaling and self-exploration and I, in which I say, do not buy anything while you are in this class. And after this class, you are going to want to buy less. You're going to be able to spend less and shop smarter. And ultimately, most of us need less than we think. You know, more stuff, it has a dopamine hit that fades really fast, especially when we're just constantly buying more and more. The things I love the most are the ones that I wear most often. I might have gotten a hit when I bought something. I've been like, oh, this is so cute. This is so pretty. But then I barely wear it. And so it doesn't really continue to give me that joy. I have legit two dresses right now that I wear. I'm wearing the black one right now. Uh, No, sorry, I have three. I have a black one, a coral one, and a red one that I already owned. The black and the coral I bought when I got to Phoenix and we started to get into a 105 degree temperature because I did not have things appropriate for it. So I wear these dresses every single day. But I feel good about both of those purchases because I'm getting a ton of wear. I got a dopamine hit when I got them of, oh, thank goodness, something that is not going to be too hot and that feels like easy breezy comfy clothes. And I continue to feel that because I'm getting more wear. So I think that idea of peace is not simply saying this feels irrelevant and I'm going to ignore this whole part. I think it's the internal peace. That may be happening right now, but again, what happens when we go right back to the office and now suddenly clothes feel important again? We've lost that peace. I'm aware that I have more of an internal peace about my beauty and how I feel about myself and that I am more satiated with less things and feel more less of a desire to shop so often because of the work I've done over the last decade as a stylist that I've then put into my class and passed on. And the last one here is simplicity. You said, I feel like I need less because everything I'm wearing these days truly feels like me. And again, we need less these days. And I'm curious, what if you went back into humanity for the rest of this year with having fixed problems in your mindset instead of just buying more? Like you need less because you've grown in self-awareness. And so I really want to encourage so many of you today to consider joining us in style and styleability. And those of you that are that are more satisfied, I don't want it to be temporary. Let's keep these feelings of here's what I'm loving about this time. Let's not make this, well, that was a nice thing that happened in quarantine, but it can't get carried over into the real world. And for those of you that are less satisfied, which we're going to talk about next, let's change those feelings because they're not happening right now. They may be more heightened right now, but they are things that have always been within you and that are going to continue to be within you as we return to, again, quote-unquote, normal society. So when I asked those of you that said you were less satisfied with what you own, you came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, I think, things, which are, I have titled, boredom, craving, vision casting, depression, schlep, and applause. So boredom was one of the other most frequently shared one-word answers. You are bored with the clothes you have, with staying home, with wearing the same thing every day. There is nothing different to dress for, so you just keep wearing the same sweats daily. First off, this might be an insight into your personality, that you like diversity. This is why I don't promote, say, a capsule wardrobe. A capsule wardrobe is the idea that you have 30 pieces and they can be mixed and matched all these different ways. 
That's amazing if it works for you. But it doesn't work for everyone because some people get more bored. I don't promote that a small wardrobe is the best. I'm not a minimalist where I'm saying let's just constantly purge because some of us crave more newness and more options to play with and more diversity. I do teach you how to multiply your wardrobe, which kicks people out of that so that you can have less items and realize you have way more options and way more outfits that you can put together and and get that dopamine hit from creating a new outfit in your closet. But you can't do that with three sweatsuits. Like I create new outfits in my closet all the time and I love it, but not with my sweatsuits. I'm not accessorizing them. I'm not playing with my makeup or I'm changing up my hair or I'm putting on jewelry. I'm not mix and matching. I'm not pulling purses and belts and shoes. They're just sweatpants. They're just sweatsuits. There's only so much that you can do with them. So I think we have a choice in if we are feeling bored. And one might be, do I need, do I want, do I choose more work from home clothes? Do I actually not have enough in this category? And do I want to you know, purchase more things? Or can I buy newness in someplace else? Can I play with my hair? Can I move around the furniture? Can I try a new workout? Maybe it isn't coming from my clothes, but if I can create a little bit of diversity in other areas of my life where I might have been used to getting it from clothes, it can kind of balance it out. Or can you tell yourself a new story? Because what is the story right now? Like, is it I feel schleppy in these sweatpants? Because for me, I can actually get a rush and feel empowered when I'm home wearing my, you know, cozy around the house clothes. But it has to be the right clothes, which I'll elaborate on in a minute. But noticing what is the story that comes up. Because maybe previously wearing sweatpants has meant I'm sick, I'm lazy and playing hooky, I'm not accomplishing anything today. So notice the story that's happening in your head. Number two is cravings. You said, I can't have so many other things in life, so I tell myself I deserve something new or pretty or extra. I'm craving newness. I'm telling myself, treat yourself. And again, I I am feeling that as well. Oh my gosh. When we walk into Target, guys, to like buy, so we were by a Walmart, we moved Airbnbs, now we're by a Target. When we walked into Target for the first time, I was just like, ha, 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 ha. Like, I'm just wandering around. My husband's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just looking at things. Look at all the things. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't it make my collection complete? I don't even need to buy it. I just want to look at it. I mean, that's really how I was. I was just like wandering around like the home goods aisle, just being like, look at all this stuff. I don't have a house here. I don't have any reason for it. But just, isn't this basket cute? He's like, what are we doing here? So I totally get Sometimes we just need that newness, right? You're maybe you're going to new restaurants or you're walking new routes in your neighborhood or you're having a new conversation with someone at your coffee shop, whatever was happening in your normal life, and now there's just less newness. I think that the only problem is when we're on autopilot and we're not empowered by it, when we are just take like trying to satisfy the dopamine hit without kind of having that self-coaching conversation with ourselves. I've realized over the years more and more, I return so much of what I order through online shopping. I almost exclusively online shop simply because I don't have a lot of time to go shopping. It's like a laziness thing for me. 
So I do it more online with free shipping both ways. But once I get over the newness of the try-on where I'm like, oh, this might be cute, this might be cute, I let it sit there for a few days. And I can realize that I'm not as affected by it anymore. Or I've wanted to wear it right away because it was such a yes for a specific need in my life. And that, I think, is what helps me identify the difference. Sometimes I'm just craving a new thing, but if it doesn't really fill a need in my life, a gap in my life, it's purely the idea of a new novelty thing, I'm sort of over it once the novelty wears off. Whereas if it actually does serve a purpose then I'm like, oh, it's not just that I was excited to get these new slippers. It's that now I have slippers every day and I'm so I'm so excited to wear them and I'm happy every day. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I ordered slippers, you know, here at our Airbnb. So if you're feeling less satisfied with those cravings, just have a conversation with yourself about it. It's the self-coaching that we talked about last week in the episode on the wand. It's just being aware of our thoughts and it doesn't mean that the thoughts are necessarily bad, but we just want to be aware of them. Next is vision casting. Someone said, I'm buying pretty things to wear later as though it subconsciously helps me embrace the hope of returning to normalcy. And I thought, oh, that's really insightful. And I wondered, do we do this normally? Like right now it makes sense because we know it will end. We know that quarantine will be over and we will go back to seeing people. So we're buying stuff, focusing on the hope of, oh, here's what's coming up. And I can see that that can be really helpful and beautiful. But then I also wonder, well, do we buy things for when we're in a relationship or when we've lost 10 pounds or whatever it is, instead of just finding joy in the present moment? And I just think it's food for thought if it resonates with you. Like when does holding joy in the future bring us hope? Because that really is big for me. I I find myself a lot daydreaming about our future home and our future travels because I, I do want to mentally get out of this present situation. And when does it have us less happy in the present? Because we're sane and so focused on we'll be happy when fill in the blank. And again, during quarantine, we do know it's going to end and there's a little bit more of a specific light at the end of the tunnel than we have with some of our things. So, you know, for us in New York City, this season may be a while. Jeremy's company got rid of their office because they realized they were not going to be meeting again for the rest of 2020. And that was a huge, expensive, uh, you know, New York City office space that they were um, doing. And I think... International travel will be unlikely for us. We had a lot of that planned this year. So for us, I think like, is this quarantine wardrobe going to be my life for all of 2020? I know that won't be for everyone, but I think it's still a worthy exercise to ask yourself, how can I be happy in this moment? And see that as building a muscle for those other areas in our life. How can I buy clothes that I am happy with at this moment? Wait at this stage in my life when I am single, when I am a young mom, when I am an empty nester, when I am at this job, wherever it is. And, and and again, I'm not saying that the future hope is always bad. It's just food for thought. And as I said at the top, I'm not necessarily saying here's what we need to do in this situation. I just want to broach a lot of different conversations about the thoughts and the experiences, the feelings that we're having right now. How, what do they tell us about big picture, deep seated us that we're just noticing in quarantine, but actually has always been there? The next one is 
I'm calling it depression. You said, I'm just less happy overall, so I am in this area as well. I'm feeling restless, frustrated, uh, distracted. I can't control the world, so I want to control my own stuff even more. I have a desire for stimulation. And I just thought, how often normally do we buy clothes or really buy anything when we're not happy so that the thing will make us more happy? Because that dopamine hit will make us more happy. And I don't think that things are bad by any means. When we got here, it was much colder. I mean, guys, seriously, we got here. It was like in the 60s. We packed clothes from Mexico, which is like one temperate climate. We got here. It was way colder. And now it has gone up 40 degrees in the seven weeks that we have been in Arizona. So we went from 60s with sweatsuits to 105 and like needing clothes that don't touch my body. So when we got here and it was cold... I bought some cozy sweats clothes, and they definitely made me happier. These days, having flowers and candles in our new Airbnb that we're not really that happy with, and it wasn't quite what we were expecting, but we're trying to make the best of it. Like, it's making me happier. So things aren't bad, and things can bring us joy when we're feeling kind of down and out and discombobulated and not that happy. But I think it's just the awareness of, do they make me happier or Even for how long do they make me happy? How much happier do they make me? Does it fade? Because if I can be aware that it fades, as I said earlier about online shopping, I can self-coach myself more like we talked about in last week's episode of The Wand to say, okay, girl, you are struggling right now. You're feeling a little depressed. This is a hard, hard thing. And you're wanting newness. Let's, I mean, I don't know. Let's order some stuff. Let's try it on. Let's see how we feel. But let's just be honest is, you know, three weeks from now, how am I going to feel about having spent X amount of money on that versus not having those things? It's just trying to be more aware with our thoughts when it comes into our beauty as well. Uh, Jeremy and I at Target the other day, we bought slime and a bouncy ball. And they are still making us happy weeks later. We bounce that ball. We play with that slime. I'm not saying that things aren't bad and that they can't be just, you know, little bits of joy. It's not anti-consumerism. It's pro-thought awareness. Um, And I'll link last week's episode below in case you're listening to this later so that you can be sure to find it because it really is powerful about our thoughts. Okay, the last two. I'm going to give some specific tips here on what to buy and what to wear. This last category, second to last category, I'm calling schlep. You said things like, I need more feel-good active wear. I'm a stay-at-home mom now instead of a work-outside-the-house mom, and I don't have the right clothes for it. I'm craving more happy clothes. I feel frumpy in sweats, but I don't want to wear anything but sweats. So within reason, we don't want you to overbuy for a shorter season if you're not going to wear things long-term. But I do think it is really worth noting Are you not feeling happy in the clothes that you're wearing at home? Because I would imagine the clothes you're wearing at home have always been clothes you are wearing. You're just wearing them more often. And I have always been a huge proponent that chic, cozy clothes are imperative. I think it is a major area for us as women that so often, and and men for that fact, What we're wearing around the house, which means when we get home from, my mom called them, what did she call them? Schleppy clothes. She, ha- I'm just remembering all of a sudden, she had some phrase that when she would, she was like, don't you want to keep it just for schleppy clothes? And I'm like, mom, what is this category of schleppy clothes? I don't, I don't have this. And for her, it was, I get home from work and I'm not, it's too early to put on my pajamas. 
It's six o'clock. I don't want to put on my pajamas and eat dinner in my pajamas. So I need a transitional outfit that's just cozy around the house clothes. And then at nine o'clock, I'm going to go put on my pajamas. And I was like, yeah, I don't have this like in-between thing. And I think it's because her pajamas were very traditional pajamas and her work clothes were very traditional work clothes. And then instead of investing in any comfortable homeware, it was all this schleppy clothes. Well, I'm going to get rid of this. It's stretched out. It's stained. It's faded. Oh, keep it for this category. I feel like so often then we end up in things that are old t-shirts and stretched out sweats. Nothing matches. Maybe we're holding on to these things because they're nostalgic. It was like from college. They're so soft because they're so old. We're okay that it has holes and stains because we quote unquote just wear them out home at home. And I think that investing in going out clothes feels way more worth it. But I really believe we should never be embarrassed to answer the door or have somebody stop by, whether you're in pajamas or your cozy, cozy clothes. Like if it's pajamas and it's because it's see-through and you're not wearing a bra, okay. But like if a girlfriend came by, you would not be embarrassed that like she can kind of see your nipples through your pajamas, right? Like so we want to not be like, oh my gosh, I look so awful. We should never be wearing something that we need to apologize. We feel the need. By the way, we don't need to. We feel the need to apologize for quote-unquote looking so bad. So I'm curious, what would you wear if you were dressing as your best self with yourself, just for yourself? Like in Style and Styleability, we look at style icons and your lifestyle and your dreams and goals. And we say, who who do you want to be in three years? What does she wear? Uh, why are we putting that off? Why aren't we dressing like her 24-7 now? Or your style icon or life icon, because sometimes life icon is better because a style icon might be someone that we see dressed up, but the person whose life you think feels however you want to feel, what does she wear? We talked in the episode on Royal Mindset back on January 1, I mentioned that Amal Clooney is one of mine. And I just think, what what is Amal Clooney wearing in that six to nine o'clock window? Or Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, those are just mine personally, but you, of course, choose yours. But to me, the keys to this type of clothing are, for me, having less but better. I don't have a ton of these options, but I have them in nicer fabrics. They are not the cheaper, the cheapest pieces in my closet. And I think that's a lot of times what we do. We go to, you know, the the Walmart, the TJ Maxx, the sales section, and we're like, whatevs, I'm just going to be wearing it around the house and it's 10 bucks. I'm just going to get these pants. But actually, like, they don't look that good on your butt and they don't really fit right and the seam is kind of weird. My next, so I get nicer fabrics. Like I say, like, I love this outfit. I would go for a walk. I would throw on shoes and go to the grocery store. This is a a super cute, cute thing. The second thing for me is actual sets, not separates. So I realized that the mixing and matching for me personally is where it's like the two-part fashion cocktail of we're already dressed down and seeming less intentional So let's create some intention in the outfit by having it be an outfit because we're not adding makeup and accessories and we're not kind of putting all these finishing touches on it. The top and the bottoms are all we got. So let's, the intention I think of having a matching set has really been what feels different for me, even in my workout clothes now. Like I want it to look like a set. It came from the same 
company. It's in the same color palette. It makes me feel less like back in the day when I would just throw on any old sweats and any old uh, t-shirt. And for me, that also includes the layers, like what goes on top of it. Um, if I'm if I'm hot, if I'm cold, you know, am I putting something on top of it that you're like, oh, well, this doesn't go with it. I really think through, well, is this a warm weather or cold weather thing? Do I need a layer that goes with it so that that, that kind of stays intentional as well? For me, third, I prefer classic colors. I find that for me, this is not the time for cheekiness, which again, totally personal. I know there are so many people that love like the graphic tees and the, you know, the inside joke things, whatever. I think for me, it's that two-part fashion cocktail. I know I'm already dressed down, so I want to make it more elevated by keeping it chic and classy. And a cheeky, so the, the two-part fashion cocktail is kind of saying we got a, a vodka cranberry, you know, and to me the cutesiness of a graphic tee also is kind of the like whateverness of being relaxed and then the outfit just doesn't feel elevated to me. So for example, when I went and bought stuff at Target here recently, I bought the softest pair of black sweatshorts and a black t-shirt, so soft, and a white sweatshirt so soft. Obviously, the comfort was the key. They were not necessarily expensive. The fabric felt so good. It didn't mean that it was fancy, but it felt so good. It was really soft. And I touched other things there and was like, eh, I mean, this is fine. It doesn't like feel the best. But I just got all black with a white sweatshirt. Black and white, Chanel, it's chic, it's classic. As as opposed to the Taylor Swift t-shirt, the part of me was like, oh, that would be fun for an Instagram photo. Like, look, I found this cute Taylor Swift t-shirt. But then I was like, no, I'm going to feel like a college girl. I'm not going to feel like like the way I picture Gwyneth Paltrow and Amal Clooney are feeling. And for me, that's how I want to feel. I'm not telling you that's how you want to have to feel, but for me it is. Um, for me, I have a cashmere set at home, which... I guess whenever people used to talk about cashmere, I always would picture that as like flying in first class. And now I realize like, okay, it doesn't mean it costs a billion dollars, but I have a sweatsuit. Um, I will link in uh, IG stories if I can find a photo of it from um, from New York. I have like a cashmere sweatsuit. I just got a washable silk set that I am in love with. It is so comfortable. I will definitely take a picture and link that on Instagram. Um, as I said, I get asked about so much of my stuff, so I will post a lot of those over there to give you those links and even if you're not interested in buying right now to just give you visuals for what I'm talking about. But to me, I have realized just in the last year, I've gotten really into cozy at-home clothes. Also for me because I used to have an office that I would go to outside the house. And a year ago when we moved to our new apartment, we got a two-bedroom and I started an office out of home. So I kind of had a heads up on this whole coronavirus life because I no longer went to an office. And so all I was doing was going to a coffee shop in the morning, which I absolutely, which then I would just go in my workout clothes. Then I started working out at home. And now it was like, I go to the gym, I go to the coffee shop, I come home. What am I going to put on? Well, I'm not leaving the house again all day. So I started putting on these cute sweatsuit outfits, which was never part of my closet before. And so I actually have become like, like an expert for myself on what is cozy chic feel like if I'm not going into an office and um, and in putting that together. So for anyone who is feel feeling like they're schleppy in this area, I just want to encourage you to notice that. Now you might say, I'm feeling schleppy in this area and I have very little money right now. And so it just is what it is. And that is totally fine to make that choice. But there are some people who are saying, oh, I just feel schleppy. And you're not you're not going to, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? 
And and some of you, the thought is, well, I don't know what to do about it. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm giving you some tips here. I'm helping you break it down. I'm posting these visuals and these links over for you on stories. And you're welcome to uh, continue the conversation and ask more questions over there. But I just want you to notice if you're feeling that disempowerment from the cozy clothes, that's a story. That's a thought. It leads to an action. Can we take a different action? Do we want to just own it for what it is or do we want to make a change and a choice? Because for me, I wear these same work from home outfits and I feel like the bomb.com. I feel so empowered, this is pre-coronavirus, that I get to do this. And there may be some of you that feel that in this season. You feel empowered that you get to work from home because so many people have lost their jobs. Or you feel empowered that you you know, are, are blessed to already have a home even though you have lost your job in this season because so many people don't have that. Like, again, we can go back to those thoughts of, actually, here's why I feel awesome that this is what I'm wearing today. And the last thing that I want to share from this category was... I started to call it the word applause. You said things like, I want to feel pretty and dress up again. I look forward to wearing all of my fun clothes again. If I'm not going anywhere, there isn't the satisfaction from the outfit. I want to say that again because whoever left this comment, which by the way, I did not go through and add all of your names throughout this because there were so many comments that just would have been overwhelming, but whoever you were, thank you for this sentence. If I'm not going anywhere, there isn't the satisfaction from the outfit. This one was a mind bender for me. I just sat in my chair and I thought on this one a real long time, y'all. Gave me a good good old thinker. I thought if I didn't take a photo or post on Instagram or see anyone, would wearing a gorgeous dress just sitting in my house make me happier than whatever I'm wearing right now? Which is just a simple $20 black slip dress from, uh, Target that is not that flattering on me and I normally would absolutely under no circumstances have bought but I only enjoy in this season because it's so light and it doesn't touch my body (laughs) so would that would a gorgeous dress make me happier initially no and I thought I realize it is tied to the applause affirmation the approval is there a joy in being seen you know see and be seen or Maybe it's the energy in a place. Like if I went into a restaurant where I don't know anyone and no one's going to verbally compliment me, I still feel nice. I still feel proud, pretty. What is it that you feel walking into that restaurant? Even if you're, it's not a specific friend you're trying to impress. It's not a specific boss or a specific date. Even if no one complimented you, just there, you feel a certain way wearing that nice dress, walking to that nice restaurant. Okay, what if I walked into the same bustling restaurant, but everyone was blind? Just, just happened. So yes, I would still feel a buzz. I can hear the hum. I can hear the clinking of everything. There's music. I can still see the lighting. I can still, you know, feel the velvet banquette. So it's actually the vibe to me. Maybe it's not the applause. Maybe it's not that I'm looking for the approval of anyone else. It's just the energy. And I thought, okay, if I knew I couldn't leave the house or see anyone, I'm not posting any new photos of myself on Instagram for nine months. I mean, a long stretch. Okay, then, yes, I think the beautiful dress would bring me joy. If given the option, do you want no beautiful dresses for the next nine months or do you still want the beautiful dresses? But if you get them, you have to actually wear them. Like, yes, I think that I would. 
I think because the option isn't just out of reach, like still a little bit delayed, it's more like, yeah, you're not going to get that for nine months. I'm like, okay, well, I think I would wear it at home, but I realized what I was envisioning my me doing in that dress was like, I'd have a glass of wine and I'd make a great charcuterie plate and I would put music on. I'm like, okay, is it almost like I'm pretending that I'm in that other energy? I'm daydreaming. I'm playing pretend. I'm putting myself in, oh yes, I'm out at that. It's like I'm out at a great restaurant. So I think that I want beauty and buzz. And the buzz doesn't happen alone, which is why we love going out to dinner or walking in Paris, which helps me identify what it is that I miss about quarantine. That there's a buzz and an energy to life that even though for me, I only get it about 10% of my days and then I work from home, the only time I actually leave my apartment and go and around other people is a very small window at the top of my morning. And then pretty much I'm just in the rest of the day. But I I get it heightened because that 10% is in New York City. If I was just walking to a super empty little corner store, there wouldn't be as much buzz. But my neighborhood is buzzy. The coffee shop is buzzy. New York City just feels buzzy to me. So that 10% of my day, it's it's got more juice in it for me because of that buzz. And I get it, I don't know, let's say two months of the year with travel internationally, which I realize is why I can be so happy in my apartment, in sweats the rest of the year because I get that buzziness just from the view of looking out New York City. The fact that I have a balcony and I can see other people moving, that's a buzz. The fact that I interact on Instagram, that's a buzziness. The uh, the heightened time in the morning when I'm out in the city of New York, that's a buzz. The travel internationally is is a buzz. But right now, I don't have any of that buzz. It is completely flat. Okay, maybe the Instagram part. But like, I'm not seeing the things. I'm not seeing the people. I'm not going to any of the places. And for for me, I'm not saying this for all of you, but for us in New York City, it may be this way for the rest of 2020 and beyond. And that is a real loss. And I want to thank you, whoever asked this question, because you really have helped me in a question I've been trying to wrestle with for a long time Okay, a long time. In the weeks of this, trying to process what is it that I really love and miss about my old life and why? And I realized, no, it's not because I go sightseeing in New York City every weekend in my real life. It's just because of the buzz all throughout my year added all together. And I therefore can love sweats at home because I get plenty of the buzz. I get to shop for the pretty summer dresses before we go to France for a month. And So I think I've realized that in some ways, our beauty is for and because of one another, not because we are explicitly looking for approval, which yes, sometimes we are and we want to work and grow and heal on that. And that's what I do with my students. But we've realized in this time, many of us, we've talked about this together on Instagram stories, that we love the alone together vibe. We love being in a restaurant, even if you are sitting alone at the bar eating, or you just went with one other person who's someone that you see all the time, or on a balcony where you can see other people walking by. I have always loved that, and it wasn't until coronavirus that I could really articulate why that is. It's it's the buzz. It's the hum. 
I, I, I crave that in my soul, in a coffee shop, working independently, but hearing the hum of everyone else. And therefore, we dress differently around each other. And it doesn't mean that it's all for approval. It means that we bring one another energy, a buzz that we miss when we are hiding out alone in our homes in the very bizarre movie-like reality that is the case for most of us right now. So we will make the best of the situation we have right now and perhaps better appreciate once we can gather again that it's not judgment, but collectiveness that is why we get dressed up when we're together. It isn't our fear, it's our joy. Or rather, it can be the joy of dressing and beauty and togetherness and buzz if you choose that your beauty and your style is not about fear or lack or loss or missing out or judgment or shame or not enoughness, but instead, it's about joy and beauty and togetherness and all the good things that we will have together again very soon. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is we rented a car over the weekend because we don't have a car normally here in Phoenix. We're not really leaving the house. We don't need that expense. But as the weeks have dragged on, we I have found myself craving one more. We rented one like once every three weeks when we first got here. But I actually, I realize now what the difference is. When we first got here, we rented bikes and it was cool enough to ride bikes. So we would ride a lot more often. And now it's so hot that we really can't ride bikes. The time of day when we would have a break to go is the hottest part of the day. And we can't go very far. We, we like biked one day and went on a picnic in a deserted park. It's too hot to, to get down there these days. So now I'm kind of feeling stir crazy if we don't rent a car every weekend. So we rented a car and there was a lookout point and it was 45 minutes away. And even though it seems like we have all the time in the world, also, I'm still feeling lazy in the midst of this. And so I'm like, 45 minutes seems kind of far. And I can't tell from the photos if it's really that cool to go to this lookout point. I don't know. So we didn't do it the first couple weekends. And then yesterday, I just thought, okay, now that we kind of have a deadline as to when we think we are leaving Phoenix, I'm starting to be like, all right, what are the things we want to do before we leave? And I said, what else do we have to do today? Let's go for it. So we drive out there. And it takes longer than we think, and we're getting there late, I'm going to miss the sun, sunset, and we're getting frustrated. And then the road is closed, and we can't even get up to the lookout point. So we're just trying to find some place to pull over. But y'all, we we ended up with a truck this weekend, serendipitously, because we just pull, we just back the truck up, and we point it towards the sunset over this desert scene behind the mountains. And we throw some blankets in the back of the truck, and we had picked up pizza, and we brought a bottle of wine and we just sat in the back of the truck and watched the sunset. And it was so beautiful. And it's one of the things that we love to do when we travel abroad. And if you've been following on Instagram for a while, you know like pizza and a view is like kind of our jam. <laughs> like we don't go to fancy restaurants when we travel. We eat so much pizza and drink so much wine. It's, it's like so cheap in France or whatever. And usually we're on a balcony overlooking Paris or we're on the River Seine or we're on the beach. These things that are more us. Now, I'm not a desert girl. The desert doesn't really like so speak to me as my thing. But it just reminded me, this is beautiful and it's free 
And it's in our backyard, even if we are not in this especially magical location. And this is no offense to anyone in Phoenix. I just mean we didn't come here for the views. You know, we didn't come here for the vacay. And I wanted to share that today because therefore, this is something that absolutely everyone can do. There is some place that you can go to drive or if you are a fellow New Yorker without a car, to walk and sit or bike or what have you and just take in the sunset. And you can take a little picnic and just appreciate this simple thing that we have all the time, but sometimes it just takes that reminder. And I think for me, I so often, you know, they say you're never a tourist in your own hometown. And I think that's because there isn't the deadline. And now even here in Phoenix, as we start to have a deadline and think, all right, I think we'll we'll be gone sometime in June, it starts to say, okay, we've only got so many weekends left. What do we want to do with them? So I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, you may not be a tourist in your own hometown, but take this as your encouragement to Find a time this week or next weekend to just go sit and watch the sunset someplace, to go sit someplace with a pretty view, to take the idea that quarantine will end. This season will end. There will be some sort of deadline of sorts that is coming up. And take advantage of this time in a way that is free and it doesn't matter where you live. There is a sunset for every single one of us to watch every single day. And no, it's not with the Eiffel Tower in the background, unless you are listening from Paris, in which case that is magical and marvelous. Please come DM me and tell me what Paris is like these days. But we all have a sunset that we can watch somewhere. So I hope this inspires a little bit of joy in your family and your life. I would really, truly love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. If you would be so generous as to come over to Instagram, regram this episode, share it on your stories with your friends and family and followers, and then let me know in the comments below my latest post what your thoughts are. This is really helping to shape and inform my style book, which I will get back to writing soon. I have pivoted a little bit to create um, some new resources for my entrepreneurs that I feel like you really need in this season. But I am still holding on to all of this and really grateful for the lessons of this season that I think will shape that book. So please come over and engage in that conversation over there. I cannot wait to hear and learn and be inspired from you and your unique experience in this time. So I will see you there with Grace and Gumption. Till next Wednesday. 